how to get shit done and be more present with your family. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Father Podcast. I'm Chris Rodak. This is a part two because yesterday I went live on Instagram and talked about how to get shit done and be more present with your family. So today I'm talking about the same thing, but it was so much. I got so many things written down as I was doing this. I was like, oh, my God, I got to do a part two. We got about halfway through. So if you want to check out part one, go to my Instagram and look at um, on my live feed. How to get shit done. Part one, we talk about physical strategies, the why, the tactical things. I, today, I want to review that, but I also want to go over some mental strategies and how to work while you're doing it. So for me, I recently quit my nine to five. I have I do Rising Father. I also have an online ad agency I run. So two different online businesses, and my day has to be scheduled out for me to run this. I have to run myself. I have a family to take care of, a house to take care of, a little dog to take care of. I've got um, multiple subcontractors I work with all around the world, um, people that I assign tasks to, people that do editing, people that do you know, human resources type of stuff. So I have to manage myself and manage them, but there's not a chance in heck I'm going to be able to manage them if I can't manage myself. So to start off, like why do we have to be organized and disciplined? It's, it's kind of like a boring topic. But the end result, what this all comes down to is, are we present with our families? Are we providing for them? And are we progressing in our life? And how we are disciplined throughout the day has a massive implication on that end result. Like what I do right now and over the next hour impacts my retirement account. It impacts what my kids are gonna be like whenever they come home. How I'm gonna be like for my wife when I see her later tonight, what I do the next hour. If I scroll YouTube and look at shorts and do nothing, then when they get home, I'm not going to be present and I'm be thinking about the stuff I didn't get done. I'm just going to feel sick inside like I let myself down. So I have to be prepared. I have to be organized. I have to be disciplined to have a present evening with my family. And that is something that, like business people, this happens to you all the time. Some of us are very unorganized. Some of us are very undisciplined, and we are just riding the wave of our business and hoping things work out. We're attacking the day randomly, and we have no strategy and no control over the outcome. We're just, once again, hoping things work out for the best because they have worked out like this in the past. And we know that if we just buckled down, got more disciplined, got more organized with our day, we could reach our potential. We could be more disciplined. We could be more present with our families. We could be happier and more joyful when we're in the, around them because we're not constantly thinking about um, the things we didn't get done. And you know, some people are hyper-productive. Some people are running multiple, you know, a lot, lot more than me, obviously. You know, Elon, the Elon Musks of the world, the super successful people, the multi-millionaire, billionaire people running multiple, multiple businesses. It's because they figured out how to be extremely efficient. They've they know their routines. They delegate, automate, eliminate stuff that we're going to go through, and they can get it done. So the why. Why do we do this? We just talked about it. Be present. Make more money. Reach your potential. Be disciplined. Lead your employees. Lead yourself better. All these things are necessary. All these things can happen if you yourself become more disciplined and organized.
And someone on someone on YouTube asked me to go through my own routine. I'll just, if I can remember this, I'm gonna write that down. I'll go through some of my own habits and routines um, before we uh, get get moving. So, or in the middle of whenever we get moving. So let me review some of the stuff we went over yesterday. That was physical strategies to be disciplined and organized throughout the day because these little things impact every part of your day. And that is, number one, hydrate. Simple, but drink a lot of water. If you drink a lot of water throughout the day, you'll feel better, you'll lose more weight, you'll gain more muscle, and you'll be more clear-headed. So how can you impact your day in an infinite way? Just drink more water. Work out. Work out first thing in the morning if you have the time to do that. If you are, you know, for me, and that's kind of a tricky question, like if you have time to do that, because in many people's heads, they tell themselves they don't have time to do that when they do have time to do that. I used to tell myself I don't have time to do this, but I did have time to do it. I just didn't want to do it. Um, I used to sleep in until, you know, 45 minutes I had to get to my job. Now, this entire past year, while I was still working there, I woke up three, four hours before I had to get to work, did my workout, built my business, built myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all these things before I even got to my work. So yes, I did have the time. I just wasn't willing to do it before, which is why I was held back. I wasn't willing to push myself mentally, physically. I wasn't willing to be tired every single day at first. And then I became the opposite, then became more energized. But at first, when you're starting to first wake up, you're very tired because it's new for you and your body's like, what are you doing to me? But you realize, hey, if I have two, three, four hours before everyone else even wakes up, I can change my life during this time. It's like you're adding years onto your life. You're adding years onto your life if you can, if you can wake up in the, before everyone else does and get these things done. And then some, you could say, well, what does it matter if I go to sleep early or you know, wake up early, like if it's at the beginning or the end of the day, it doesn't as long as you're using your time efficiently. So that is up to you. You don't have to wake up early. If you are hustling at the end of the night and you're super focused and you're getting work done at the end of the night and you sleep in longer, then great. If you're hitting your goals and you're progressing and you're keeping the promises to yourself that you made, then good. You're doing exactly what you want to do. There's no reason to change that. But you have to be honest with yourself. Don't tell yourself that and then do something else. If at the end of the night you have three hours where you're just vegging out on the couch watching Netflix and you're staying up from you know from 8 to 11, you just sit on the couch and watch Netflix, then yeah, I would go to sleep earlier at like 9 and then I would wake up at 4 or 5 and be focused then. Don't wake up at 4 or 5 and watch Netflix because that's – see, that's, that's why it matters because you're never going to wake up earlier to watch TV. If you do, you're just crazy. You're not going to want to because when that alarm goes off in the morning, you want to go back to sleep. You're not going to wake up to sit on the couch because even if you do that, you'll fall asleep. That's a difference. So fa fall asleep earlier. Take some melatonin if you have to. 9, 9.30 is when I go to sleep. I'm up 3.45 except today. Today was just a really messy morning and everything got screwed up. But try to wake up earlier. Try to use that time. Work out in the morning. Sorry, I went on a tangent about waking up early. And then I was talking about yesterday about taking naps. I take a couple power naps throughout the day, seven, ten minutes long. I try and I do have caffeine. I try to drink one of these a day, Celsius. That's my go-to. I like it a lot more than coffee, though I still like coffee sometimes. Um, but 
if I'm really tired, if I find myself dragging, usually it's after lunch, it's one, two o'clock, I'll take a seven, 10 minute power nap, I feel great. Much better than just chugging down some caffeine as I'm tired. So for me, the power naps work, and we talked yesterday about Matthew Walker and the science behind taking naps and how it's, it recharges your brain. So naps. Also exercise breaks. Every single day in the middle of the day, I go on a 30-minute trail run with my dog. So for me, I do work all morning. I work out. A lot of my day is done by that point, but I need. I still have more stuff to do. So I need to recharge, and I need to get energy back. I also want to get some cardio in. I want to clear my brain, clear the stress that's accumulated throughout the day. So I take a midday exercise break. And for me, we have an amazing park by my house. I just run through the forest for 30 minutes with my dog, take videos of him interacting with deer. I post them on Instagram. <laughs> um, so exercise breaks are amazing. They don't have to be a 30-minute trail run. It could be you just walking outside and going around. Sometimes instead of my little seven to 10 minute power nap, I'll go outside and just throw the ball around in the yard in the sun with my dog for five minutes. And that's enough to get me back on track. Tactical things, we talked about time blocking, having a morning routine, evening routine, scheduling in breaks, transitions during the day, all those things necessary. And I love that after I had this live yesterday, so many people reached out to me for the time blocking tool. I gave them their own copy and people are showing me that they're using it. Like one guy in our group showed me this morning, he's like, look, and he has his entire week just completely time blocked. That's amazing. Can you imagine the the mental clarity and peace you have seeing your week and seeing what you're doing the entire time? It's amazing. You feel so good. You feel so relaxed. It is a great feeling to know that your week is taken care of, that you don't have to even worry about it. You can see the progress. You can see I'm working out every day. You can see I'm spending family time every day. You can see that you are making sales calls every day. You can, you know, you can see your income go up. You can see your body go up. You can see your mind going up, your family going up. All these things, you can see the progress into the future because it's already planned out. Instead of the, the alarm going off in the morning and you saying, what am I going to do today? That is like being on a ship with no rudder. You just, you're on a raft thrown out into the ocean and you're just floating around because you have no direction you're not going towards the lighthouse you have no rudder steering you the waves are just moving you around that is waking up with no plan waking up with no schedule no time blocking no routines the alarm goes off and you say what is the day going to do to me you know what is going to happen today what how am i going to react to the world instead of i have a plan i'm going to do this to the world i'm going to inflict myself on the world because I already have a plan, I already have a goal, I'm moving in one direction and other people can move out of my way because I'm going there. That's the difference between time blocking, having a schedule and routine and just winging it. So if you don't do any of these things, like I always say, start small with one thing. If you do none of these things, if you do nothing I talk about today, because all the things I'm talking about today are a lot. There are things that there's, you know, it might be 20, 30 things that you could do to be more efficient, save time, get more done, be more present. If you do none of them, just try to wake up an hour earlier tomorrow. That's it. That's a win. That's a massive thing you'll do better tomorrow than you did today. Just do that and you'll, you're fine. No worries. Don't worry about the 20 things I'm going to talk about. Just do the one thing, which is wake up earlier. 
All right, so here's some mental strategies. These are things that you can do that help your brain to help you almost trick yourself into being more productive. So a couple books that go along with the concepts I'm talking about, Atomic Habits by James Clear is amazing. Psycho-Cybernetics is amazing. Um, there's a lot of other ones, obviously, but those talk about the importance of habits, the story you create for yourself, the vision you have for yourself, and really the mental aspect of you going through life and knocking, knocking goals out, becoming more productive and achieving things. One of the things in Atomic Habits they talk about is giving yourself little rewards. So you, you say, okay, I want to complete this task. Let's break this task down into small, 10 small tasks. When I get done with the first one, small reward. When I get done with the fifth one, small reward. Tenth one, small reward. Also, he talks about making things convenient for you. Such as if I have this big goal I want to accomplish, let's make it convenient for myself. For me, say so that is going to the gym. I want to make sure that I can go to the gym in the morning. So I put my gym bag out. I put my shoes out, my socks out, my key out, my pre-workouts already loaded into my shaker cup. Everything I need to go to the gym is in my on my kitchen counter. So I can wake up groggy, fall down the steps into my kitchen and just grab everything and go into my truck and find myself at the gym. If I don't do that, I'm groggy in the morning, might be in a bad mood, and I might be looking around, can't find my socks, can't find my shoes because you're not thinking clearly. Like, where did I put my keys? And the, you add 20 minutes onto your process instead of just everything's there. And for the pure, because of the pure fact that I made it convenient for myself, I find myself at the gym more, which means I'm in shape more, which means I'm more present for my family, which means they get a better version of me, which means... I'm more successful. All these things happen because I made, I took a big task, brought it down to a small task, and I made it convenient for myself. I put my gym bag out. A lot of big implications for small actions. Um, yes, yeah, so reward yourself. That was the first mental strategy I was going to talk about. So here's an example. I have, I'm still growing an online ad agency. It's one of the other businesses I, I run. So for me, part of that is prospecting. It's it's um, sending people. Uh, we work with realtors, brokers, attorneys, that kind of people. When we bring them clients through LinkedIn, that's what we do. So for me, I have to reach out to those people with our own system and talk to them. I have to have conversations with them. And there's you know sequences of messaging that you do that for. There's strategies and tactics. And then there's also fulfillment that you have to do after you have a client. So a lot of those things... I like to get that kind of stuff done out of the way early in the morning. And I've already done it. It's 9.30. I've already done all that before this live. So for me, my the goal, the little reward I gave myself was I'm going to knock this stuff out. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to go outside. It's sunny and warm. Right now it's a little cloudy. I'm just going to go run around with the dog for like five minutes and have my protein shake. So for me, that was motivating to me. It might not be motivating to you, but that's motivating to me. I said, I'm only going to get to do that after I do the, I knock this task out. It took me like an hour. So I spent an hour on this task, went outside and ran around with the dog, had my protein shake, just didn't think about business, didn't think about anything I had to do at all. And then I came back inside and started working again. And because I had that mental break, because I rewarded myself, it made me work harder during that time and it allowed me to reset. So don't be afraid to give yourself rewards. I remember when I was um, at my teaching job, I my reward was a Diet Pepsi. I don't drink Diet Pop anymore. I swore off it. One of our 
in our brotherhood calls, everyone was swearing off things that they, you know, I'm going to never going to look at porn again. I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to smoke again. Everyone was saying the things you're never going to do again. And I have been chopping away at those things over the years. So I said, what is the thing that I feel like is holding me back? What's the thing that I need to let go of that has too much power over me? And I realized, hey, man, for the last year, I've been drinking a lot of Diet Pop. I've, I look forward to it too much. I, had this, I, would have this, I would have this break in my day, and I would always go to the faculty lounge, grab a ice-cold Diet Pepsi, and I, I would find myself looking forward to it all day. And I said, man, I'm giving this little thing so much power over me because I'm looking forward to it so much. That thing is what's giving me pleasure. And I want to be able to find pleasure within myself. I want to be able to find satisfaction, fulfillment, purpose within myself and not need that little thing. I don't want to need anything. Because when the chips fall, when it comes down to it, if I need something else outside of myself to be who I truly am, then I'm not really who I truly am. I, I need something else. I need me plus that other thing. I want to be just me. I don't want to I don't want to have to need anything. So I said, okay, I'm gonna get rid of the Diet Pepsi. But that was my reward for a while. And I would go through my day and say, okay, if I do these things during the day, I get that cold Diet Pepsi. So whatever it is for you, rewarding yourself works. Something that really, really helps me, this is kind of a hack that I've been using for years now, is if I want to get a couple hours of really focused, intense, efficient work done and block out the world, I put on headphones and I put on white noise. So I go on YouTube. <clears throat> There's a million different white noise variations and tracks. For me, the best one is called Smoothed brown noise that's what it's called smoothed brown noise and i put that on and i can just go to town my brain it hits my subconscious and it fades out all the other noise because the thing that distracts me when i'm working are other thoughts it is voice voices in my head not like i'm going crazy but it's i'm i'm on my phone or i'm doing something on a laptop and then a voice will come and i said hey how about this other thing or it'll say hey how about you do this other thing you know it's it's unfocused thoughts that I can hear while I'm trying to focus on one thing. So white noise, for me, covers up those thoughts and distracts my brain. So it takes it out. One thing, here's a, man, here's a parenting hack to go off topic for a second. This is straight here from Chris Rodak. This is a Chris Rodak idea. Didn't steal it from anyone. It's a million dollar idea. When our kids were babies, we had them upstairs and we were the kind of parents who always had people over our house, friends over our house all the time, including when we had babies and kids. Many other parents we know, as soon as they had kids, they turned into monks and never talked to anyone again. Us, we're like, no, come over. You can play with the kids, bring your dog, whatever. We just wanted to keep having friends over. We wanted to keep those relationships. So we didn't want to stop our friends from coming over. So what we would do is we would send our you know, we'd put our kids to bed upstairs. And we'd have 10, 15 people downstairs with us hanging out, playing games. Back then, we were drinking. And it would get loud. So obviously, yeah, that would wake the kids up. So the way we stopped that from happening was I put on a YouTube track called Bar White Noise. And it's just a soundtrack of people talking, clinking glasses, and having a good time at a bar. But it's so much of it that it's just like a white noise track. It just sounds like ambient back noise, um, background noise. So I'd put a speaker outside my kid's room with the loud bar noise playing, let them go to sleep to the bar noise, 
because it just sounds like a hum at that point. And then we'd have our good party time downstairs because what the noise we were making would blend in with the noise from the speaker. And then my kids couldn't hear us. You know, they Maybe they could hear us, but it, it just blended in with the white noise bar track. So pro parenting tip for those of you guys with young kids, if you still want to actually do things and have fun. Um, so YouTube white noise, brown noise is how I get some great work done. So after this live, I've got some other stuff I need to do. I'm going to pop on, keep the headphones on, smooth brown noise, go to town. Um, this thing is hard to do for some people. If you're a yes person, I used to be a yes person, still kind of am, where I feel like I have to say yes to people. Um, there's a great book called No More Mr. Nice Guy that every guy should read. Every guy reads that book and says, wow, I'm that guy. I am the nice guy, the one that gets taken advantage of, the one that says yes to everyone. So you need to start saying no to people. Because especially if you're, you know, someone in my position who has a large reach, my, you know, this past week, we have like 5,000 new followers. And I mean, there's people who have a million, 10 million followers. They get, you can't imagine how many messages we get every single day. And you have to say no to some people. You know, there's people who will continue, who will always ask more and more and more of you as long as you keep saying yes. They, it happened. I remember when I was a, a teacher, it happened for certain teachers who, you know, they told themselves they were being a nice person, but really they were just being taken advantage of over and over and over again because they would say no or they would say yes to everyone, to every single thing. And then they found that they had no time to progress personally. So you have to say no to people to say, what are my priorities? I want to provide for my family. I want to be a good role model to my family. I need to be a good business leader. I need to be a good role model for my community. And the, whatever your priorities are, you have to lay them out. You have to know what they are at all times. And then if these other things don't fall into that, you have to say no. Or you have to, you know, if someone sends you a message and you answer the question just to, to help them out, which we all do, and then just doesn't stop and they keep on coming, coming, coming. You have to say, I'm sorry, man. I have to move on to the next thing. I don't have time to do this project with you. I don't have time to, you know, I can't spend 30 minutes of my day giving you free coaching. I, you know, I have to provide for my own family. I have to grow my own business, work on my own kingdom. I have to help my clients who are actually paying me. I have to take care of my family. So at some point you have to say no to people to grow yourself in a nice way. You can always do it a nice way in a professional way. And here's a good tip. If you want something from somebody, offer them something first. If some, a lot of people pitch me to help me with websites and to help me with a lot of different things, every single day I get pitched. And the people I say yes to are the ones who offer something first. Because if I get 10 messages from people who say, hey, can I be, can I edit reels for you? And the one of those 10 people sends me a video that he edited already, already done. And it has me, my family in it. It's amazing. And it's just, you know, he did, he, I know he spent an hour of work without even see, talking to me. I'll probably go with that guy. I'll probably say, okay, yeah, this guy put in the work. This guy is giving before he's asking. Because that kind of has implications on the rest of your relationship. What's this guy going to be like to work with? So if you're reaching out to anyone to, you want to do work with them, you want them to hire you, give them something first. 
free value. Give free value because that's the position you're in. You're in the position where you need them to hire you and you want to be in a good working relationship with them. So offer free value first. That's just part of it. And then they might say yes. I remember when I was very first starting my real estate ad agency, we did these things called fast break videos. So we would have to create um, 15 minute videos for various business owners that showed them what their ad campaign funnel would look like branded to them. This was five, six years ago. These would take a week to make. So I would spend a week making a video for one business all for free. He didn't, he didn't know me. I would send it to him in the hopes that he would have one conversation with me. It's just what you did. It's what you have to do. That's how you work your way up. You can't start from the bottom and act like you're at the top and expect those results. You have to grind your way to the top. Um, next, set realistic goals. This has to do with being disciplined and consistent. If you want to make long-term progress, a, a quote I love is, there's nothing a man fears more than being consistent. Consistency is a thing that men fear more than anything. We love to be that guy on the mountain slaying the dragon with the sword one time. And then we want to talk about that one time for the rest of our life and have a song made about it, have the sword up on the mantle forever, have our name carved into the church. So, and then we want to relax for the rest of our, that is what we want to do. We want to do that thing one time. We don't want to grind every day doing the same boring tasks that don't get recognized that get the job done. We don't want to do push-ups every day for 365 days. You know, we want to do a Tough Mudder once and have our photo taken. So setting realistic goals means that today I'm going to get this certain amount of tasks done that will take me closer to my long-term goal. If I do a similar thing every day for the next 365 days, that will get me massively closer to the goal I want. Not, I'm going to be sloppy today, unorganized tomorrow, and do nothing for six days straight. And on the seventh day, I'm going to stay in my office for 14 hours, not talk to my family, be stressed out, and blow up the next day. Because that's what some of us do, is we're afraid of the consistency. We don't want to do the daily work. So we get super hyper-motivated one day, spend all of our day working, and then everything goes to hell. It's just a snowball effect. We do worse quality work then, we don't want to work on the project for like a month. Whenever we talk to our wife and kids, we're not present. If you have employees, they get the worst version of you. You're not being a good leader. So be consistent every single day and set realistic goals for yourself. Um, here's one thing that many people allow themselves to be taken advantage of, and that is emails, emails and messages. I kind of talked about messages a little bit. I have scheduled in times where I respond to emails and messages. I do not just do it all day. Anytime someone sends me a message, I immediately respond to them. Because otherwise, I get nothing done. I have blocks of time in my time block schedule where I work on certain things. Other blocks of time are respond to emails, write emails, respond to messages. It goes along with saying no to people. You have to have your own schedule. You have to say, okay, at this time, I'm going to respond to emails and messages. If I'm in the middle of a project that I have to be focused and working on, I get a message. I don't care who it's from. I can't respond to it. It has to wait until my respond to message time comes up. And also, people just have to know that they don't have 24-7 access to you. You need that reputation. You need that 
out there that, no, you can't reach me 24-7 at any time and allow yourself to be taken advantage of. You need some limits. You need some barriers. You have to have sovereignty over yourself. You have to be able to grow yourself. You have your own priorities. So for me, I have, okay, at this time I will respond and answer emails, and then the rest of the day, I don't. Maybe it's two times a day, morning and afternoon, whatever it is for you. It's not a all-day thing. That is very inefficient because it's like multitasking instead of single tasking. Every single project or task you have gets distorted. It gets chopped up. You can't focus on one thing because all these emails and all this stuff keeps on coming in your, into your face. So schedule out exactly whenever you're going to do these. Um, all right. Lastly, how to work when it's time to work. The mental strategies help you do this better, but when it's time to work, you work efficiently. You put all the distractions away. If social media is part of your business, like it is for me, then yeah, you have to be on your phone. You have to be on the computer, and that's part of it. So you have to be able to do that without being distracted. When it's break time, it's break time. You don't think about business. You don't do business. You just relax. When I'm on my lunch break and I'm taking a hike through the woods, you know, I'll, I'll take some videos because I like taking videos and documenting it, but I'm not going to be doing business work during that time. It is my time to reset so that when it is business time, I am better. If I'm thinking about business and doing business stuff while it's my relaxed time, then when it's time for me to come back to business stuff, I'm worse at it. I am not as focused. I'm not as efficient because my brain didn't get that chance to relax. It's like not taking that nap. I need that power nap so my brain can be relaxed and my brain can recharge. That's why we need those things. Um, schedule, lastly, last thing, schedule your day for energy when you need it. If you're in sales, you'll have calls that you need energy for. You might have presentations you need energy for at work. So schedule your breaks, food, workouts, everything in your day to give you the most energy for whenever you have to show up the best. So what's important in my day? Okay, I need to schedule my day around those things. Do I, so I have this really important sales call at 11 o'clock. I need to make sure, man, maybe I'll take a five-minute power nap at 10 o'clock, have a cup of coffee before that, make sure my workout's in, make sure I'm not starting a task at 10.30 that I'm going to be mentally broken before I go into this next, my sales presentation. So schedule your day for energy for the things that matter. Also, schedule your day for energy for when you're whenever you see your family at the end of the day. When your family comes home, that is not the time for you to be all your energy expended and you're done. For me, sometimes if I can make it throughout the first half of the day without chugging some caffeine, I'll take my energy drink 30 minutes before my family gets home so that I have energy for them, so that I am not you know, down and just mentally drained before they come home. If I haven't had my, my Celsius or a cup of coffee that day, I'll take it then so that I have energy for them so that when my son comes out, I just, I can start running around with him on the grass and I'm ready to go. So schedule your day, um, use, uh, use energy as you need it and work that into your plan. All right, guys, that was a lot. If you do all those things, you can absolutely transform your life. This is part of what we do, part of what we do in our program, in our Rising Father program. It's all about just becoming a better man. It's about becoming the best man you can be. Guys are having breakthroughs in their business, in their health, in their fitness, in their marriage, in their parenting. And 
this is part of it. Being disciplined, being organized, scheduling out your day, that is part of becoming a better man. That's part of becoming the leveling up, being a rising father, being the absolute best person you can be, is that boring, professional, adult stuff. So stuff that we don't like to do, especially for creative, especially like I was a musician. I am a musician. I went to school for music. I would just love to play my saxophone on a mountaintop all day and just create and paint pictures. But I can't do that. I have to buckle down and be an adult. So that kind of stuff is not fun. But you have to be good at it if you want to do more of the other stuff. And you want to provide a life for your family where they can do those things. You have to buckle down and do these things. Awesome, guys. Hope you enjoyed that live. And this is the Rising Father podcast. This will be out probably next week. This will be our Discipline Plan Your Day podcast. And please subscribe if you're not. Please share this. And we've got some awesome interview podcasts coming up as well. So leave a rating. If you're on the podcast, any podcast platform, please leave me a five-star rating. That helps get this out and get gets my message out to more guys. Appreciate all of you. See ya.